Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoyed the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I hope you're doing well. I hope your day or your evening or your morning (laughs) is going really well and that you have been having a great week so far. Um, Today's episode is I'm bringing the Q&A back. I haven't done it in a while and I'm very excited for this episode. So uh, I always post a question box on Instagram and then any questions um, I get asked there, I answer on a podcast episode. So today we're going to go through three questions and hopefully, um, while they might not have been asked by you directly. Hopefully some of it will be useful for you as well. I think they're um, pretty general topics and I'm sure you will learn something new. So let's dive right into it and let's start with question number one. Um, I love this question. (laughs) So it says, if you could only choose one health habit to implement this year, what would you choose? And let me tell you, this is a really difficult one. Um, So first of all, thank you for your question. It's a really fun one to think about. Um, And I think it's quite difficult for me to choose one. So if I could only choose one. um, So right now, at the moment, I am working on three habits. Uh, number one is meditation, um, number two journaling and journaling, and number three is running. So I think between meditation and journaling, I would choose journaling. So then that leaves us <laughs> with two, with running and journaling. Um, obviously, these are quite different, so <laughs> I don't know how to choose really. Um, Okay, so I think I would go with journaling, actually. So since starting, I've noticed that it really helps me get some perspective on different situations. And, you know, it reduces that anxious feeling that I sometimes get in my chest when things aren't necessarily going the way I planned or when, you know, I just worry about stuff. So while, you know, I've been journaling on and off for a couple of years now, but it's never become a non-negotiable for me. And I just really want to make it happen this year. Um, It's this year has already started at full speed and the moments I get for myself are priceless and I know that there these times that I take for myself they're very beneficial for my mental health so um yeah I would go with journaling so um I would love 
for anyone, for everyone who's listening to tell me what your answer to this question would be. I'm very curious to hear from you. So if you could only choose one health habit to implement this year, what would you choose? And maybe tell me why as well. I would love to hear from you. You can message me on Instagram or um, you can find my email in the show notes and just email me with your answer to this question. I would love to hear from you. Very good. Let's move on to question number two. Uh, This one says tips for not letting stress get in the way of your nutrition. Uh, I guess, yeah, tips for not letting stress get in the way of nutrition. Okay. Um, So first of all, um, I'm sorry that you're experiencing this, um, that you're experiencing high stress levels uh, at the moment. And I know that it can be very difficult to prioritize your health habits when this happens. So what I want to do in the answer to this question, I want to, I guess, give you some ideas and you can just choose whichever ones you find useful and you can leave the rest, right? Um, I want to make sure that you understand that whatever I suggest on the podcast or even in my posts um, or my substack and so on it's never black and white Um, it's never meant to be used as one right answer right Um, we're different so we need to find what works for us so nothing is just uh cookie cutter advice or one size fits all approach so please keep that in mind if I give some strategies some ideas that doesn't mean that every single one will work for you so yeah keep that in mind Um, so with stress if you are at the moment experiencing high stress levels what we want to do then when it comes to nutrition is we want to minimize the time and effort that it takes for us to make nutritious, healthy choices, okay? So we might want to simplify some, you know, we might want to simplify our decision-making when talking, when, when it comes to our food choices. So what that means is that might mean that on the weekend you spend a bit of time looking ahead at your week you can think about the meals you'll need um, the meals you'll need to make and so in terms of okay how many lunches do will i need to make how many dinners and then you can also go one step further and think about what you want to make and here i would say stick to the things that take little time and little effort to be made so things like salmon and veg in the oven or pasta with tuna and veg now there are loads of recipes for quick curries as well and i love them because those one pot meals are really easy to be made um in bigger batches so it's you know you cook once you can eat 
you can make of that like two, three meals. Um, and another good thing that I love about one pot meals is that you don't have a lot to clean afterwards. And that is important because we want to, um, I'm guessing that usually high stress also comes with a limited amount of time, you know, so we want to just save our time wherever possible. Another thing, after you've kind of planned, looked at what you want to make, you'll then want some, um, you want, you'll want to plan or spend um, or set aside some time on the weekend for getting groceries, right? You know, that might mean you might order your groceries in or you might go to the supermarket, but don't just plan your meals without also having a plan for getting your food shop done. And another reason why this is important is that if you look ahead at your week, if you do your planning and shopping um, and potentially um, some, you can potentially even do some meal prepping, then during the week when you are experiencing usually that's when we experience more stress and we are um, stressed for time, you will be prepared with some nutritious choices and that will help you eliminate any additional stress that might, um, any additional stress that we usually experience when we need to decide what to eat um, and then we realize in the evening, oh shit, like I have nothing in the fridge And so then you have to either spend time thinking about what to make, going to the shop, then you have to make food, or you might opt for ordering a takeaway, which might not be in line with your goals. So when you're doing your food shopping on the weekend, get some fruits and veggies. These will be really important to keep your immune system strong during um, those stressful times. Also think about getting in enough protein as well. And here it's really worth just keeping the balanced plate in mind, right? So fill one half of your plate with veggies, a quarter with protein and a quarter with carbs and then some fats too. So this can be seeds, uh, it can be nuts, avocado and so on. Or, you know, maybe if you are cooking in olive oil, that counts um, as well, of course. So um, simplify your food choices as much as possible and just think, okay, what protein do I feel like eating? Let's say salmon. Um, Okay, what carbs do I feel like? Rice, cool. And what veg do I want to make with it? broccoli and courgettes, for example. And you just throw all of that into the oven. Well, not rice. (laughs) You throw the veggies and the salmon into the oven and you are done. So simplify these things a lot. And when you cook, again, try to cook for more than just one meal. So even if you don't meal prep on the weekend, make your... Saturday and Sunday meals. So you're probably going to be making some lunch or some dinner for sat- on Saturday and Sunday. Um, make those meals bigger so that 
um, or like not make the meals bigger, but just cook in a batch so that you have some leftovers for Monday and Tuesday, for example. And then when you make dinner during the week, again, make a bigger batch of that too. Another thing, um, I guess, aside from all this planning and keeping the balance plate in mind and cooking and all of that, another thing that will be super important is making sure that you are eating regularly. So regular breakfast, lunch, dinner, potentially with a couple of snacks. Um, I know a lot of people, or I think there are two groups, right? Some people forget to eat when um, they're stressed and others tend to eat more, but make yourself a reminder if you need to be reminded um, to eat. So set a reminder for your meal times. Usually it's actually lunch that's most problematic. People just forget to eat at work because it's busy, it's stressful. And then they come to dinner, they're completely starving and they're stressed. So they just overeat because when we are starving, it is very difficult to make conscious choices and to keep our portions um, normal. So try to avoid that by setting a reminder for your lunch if needed. And this way you will be feeling, fueling yourself properly and you, um, you lower the possibility of eating mindlessly and quickly when you finally get to your meal. So um, again, with stress, we can also experience some digestion problems. And this is where eating mindfully and slowly can help as well. Um, it can be really helpful to make time for your meals. So I know this can be really difficult in times of high stress, busy jobs and all of that. Um, but if you can set aside 15 minutes in your, you know, in, uh, for your lunch and then have it at a table, not at your desk, um, just away from your computer, you can remove any distractions and this can be your opportunity to bring just a bit of mindfulness into this uh, stressful period that you are experiencing. Um, and then I think finally, one thought that um, is also important, manage your food environment. So if you notice that you tend to reach for less nutritious, more high calorie options when you are stressed, then it can be helpful to store those options somewhere where they are not visible all the time and where it's a bit more difficult to reach them. So, for example, all the way at the back of a cupboard or in a higher cupboard and so on. So, and then equally, um, have more nutritious, 
oh wow, have more nutritious options <laughs> visible. So things like fruits, maybe you cut up some veggies as well and you have them at high level in the fridge and so on. So these would be my go-tos um, to make sure that I'm still making healthful choices in, t- in times when you know in high stress times um so i really hope you um you found some of these ideas helpful and i hope that your um stressful period is just uh you know a short period and um that you can manage your stress um efficiently so i think While these things, of course, are all important, also think about your mental health and how you can address these, um, address the stress at its at its roots. So, think about those strategy strategies as well. All right, last question. Question number three. Um, you mentioned that focusing on your weight can be problematic. But what if I need to pay attention to it because of my health? That's a great question. So thank you very much. Um, So the thing about weight is that it can be helpful if if we have a healthy relationship with with it. If we know that weight is just one way of measuring our progress, right? And if we know that there are plenty of other ways of evaluating our journey and um, our health. So when I say that focusing on weight can be problematic, what I mean is it can be problematic if this is the only thing you're paying attention to and it can be problematic if weighing yourself results in negative self-talk or lower mood It's definitely problematic if it is worsening your relationship with food. So if as a result of the scale showing a certain number, you then decide to skip meals um, or you decide to punish yourself with doing extra steps and so on, If that's the case, then we need to take a step back and evaluate whether keeping such close obsessive attention to the scales is doing what it should be. Because if you need to be paying attention to your weight because of health reasons, then the purpose of of this is obviously to positively impact your health, right? But If this focus is resulting in some of those negative consequences that I mentioned earlier, then it has the opposite effect. It's affecting your health negatively. With all of that said, obviously, there are absolutely ways of keeping an eye on your weight without making it your sole focus okay if you're working with your doctor then you can agree on perhaps setting some other measures of progress alongside your um, weight so um, there's 
nothing wrong with keeping an eye on the scales, but at the same time, can you maybe keep track of your um, maybe of your energy levels? Then you can track your hydration. Maybe you can track how many portions of protein or fruit and veg you're getting in. Um, you can track your movement habits. You know, all of these things can be a way of progress. So you can set some process rather than outcome goals. So just looking at weight would be an outcome goal, right? But keeping track of your habits is more of a processed, (laughs) more of a process focused goal. So think about that. And then in terms of your weight, can, you know, you can maybe agree I don't know who you're working with, um, but you can maybe agree not to weigh yourself every single day, but instead you can um, you can do it once a week or even less frequently. So instead you can focus more on how you're feeling as you implement some of those um, some of those changes. I'm assuming you are making some changes to your nutrition, so you can maybe focus on that instead, um, on how you are actually feeling rather than um, looking at the scale. So I think the whole, the point is that while, while the focus on weight can be problematic, we have ways of protecting ourselves. So I would say very importantly implement some body image work um maybe you do some body functionality appreciation you this is a really easy one you can just name a few things every day that your body did for you or that your body your body made possible for you to do that day um another thing you can do is some yoga or some somatic work to strengthen that connection with your body the reason being that the number on the scale is an external thing and that that often makes it difficult to pay attention to how our um, how our body is actually feeling so any work that you can implement that helps um, restoring or building that connection with your body will be beneficial. Um, and ah, another thing, um, keep in mind three things about the scale. Number one, um, what the scale actually measures. Um, keep in mind the second thing, everything that can affect your weight. And number three, be aware of what you can expect in the process. So I often talk about what the scale can and can't measure and keep in mind that all that the scale can tell you is your total body weight. But 
it can't really measure anything else. Um, for starters, it can't measure your fat loss accurately because it is absolutely possible to lose weight without losing fat and it's possible to lose fat without losing weight, especially short term. So keep that in mind. Um, keep in mind that you didn't gain one kilo of fat overnight, so there's really no point in stressing about that. Um, and really importantly, know, it's good to know a little bit of what to expect in your journey. You know, fat loss process is not linear. You will see these daily fluctuations and that is perfectly normal. It is expected. So be prepared for that. But also know that if you have been ticking off um, all those habits that you've been, you know, working on, then the fat loss will follow. Um, but I think it's just really important to set your, yeah, to, I guess, set your expectations and understand that you will not see a lower number every single day. This It's just not how it works, but we are not interested in those daily fluctuation, fluctuations. What we want to see is the trend over time. And if that's going down, then you know that you are losing fat. So I think really importantly, there is nothing inherently wrong with tracking your weight, right? Um, but it can be beneficial to put some protective mechanisms in place and also just be honest with whoever you are working with if you are concerned about paying too much attention to the scale or if you have noticed that your relationship with the scales are maybe not as healthy as you would want to, um, just observe, observe these things and bring it up if it's a concern for you. Okay, very good. Um, this is the end of the questions. I hope it was helpful. Um, I really enjoy doing these Q&A episodes. Um, so if you ever have any questions, even if I don't um, post the question box on Instagram. You can always message me with your questions and um, I can cover it in one of the episodes. Um, perfect. As always, if you have any feedback, any doubts, let me know. Um, but other than that, I hope this was helpful and um, yeah, have a great rest of your day and take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone else might benefit from it, then please share it with them. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.